Amen. All right, let's start in Romans chapter 1 tonight. Romans chapter 1. And um, let's look at verse 16. Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Are you ashamed of the gospel? <laughs> you know, sometimes I think that we are... Uh, pressured or kind of inundated with the world trying to make us ashamed, you know, or kind of quiet and quieting down, you know, or, or don't say anything or, um, you know, uh, for some reason or another, um, kind of make you feel intimidated by saying something about Jesus or, you know, saying something even about being in the ministry. I mean, I, I think there were years that went by that we didn't even want to say, well, we, we pastor a church, you know, because of things going on or what, how the world perceived or whatever. But I'm telling you, God's given us boldness. Amen. Yeah. I, I, that's one thing I love about our pastor. Don't you love him? Is he's just bold as a lion. Amen. And I love that the fact that he's, of course, he's traveled internationally all over the world and he gets on an airplane and somebody goes, what do you do? I'm an evangelist. <laughs> I love that boldness. Amen. It's wonderful. I think he got it from his mom here. <laughs> but it's just, it's a beautiful thing because here the Bible says, don't be ashamed. Amen. Don't be ashamed. And the, the reason that we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it's the power of God. Amen? How can they hear without a preacher? How can they uh, hear the good news of the gospel if people are too intimidated by, to say anything about the Lord Jesus and the power of God and the good news of the gospel? So we have to uh, press past all the pressure of the world and, and culture and all the political, you know, pressures of, you know, um, politically correct and all the things that the world says about everything and just love people, amen, and and love God more than even people and preach the gospel, praise the Lord. So the Bible says, I'm not ashamed. That might even be a really good confession to say. If you're a little timid, you know, I I, I lean toward, I know you wouldn't believe this, but I lean a little bit toward the timid side and kind of shy. <laughs> so I have to kind of press toward boldness more than than many. Um, and especially because I've been in the ministry for 40 years and pastoring and preaching and teaching. I mean, I've really had to claim some scriptures even to get up in front of people. And uh, one of them I like is God has not given me a spirit of fear, Amen. but power. Amen. Power, powerful. I'm a powerful person in Christ. Power, love, and a sound mind. Don't you love that scripture? And I'm telling you, I have confessed that and spoken that for years before I preach or before I get up and teach or really before I do counseling or anything with other people's lives. I just say, praise God, I rely on his power. Hallelujah. And so we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now look at verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. 
And these are such powerful scriptures, aren't they? It's, it's really interesting, I believe, how uh, he's connecting the power of God with, with boldness, of course, not being ashamed, with boldness. So the power of God and then the righteousness of God. And uh, it's been so strong in my heart, you know, to um, just focus on the power of God. So these other things that go right alongside, one of them being righteousness, is, is very um, significant to focus on as well. The righteousness of God. And um, I think that if you know who you are in Christ, it's not because we're good enough or we earned it or we've been, you know, got enough stars on our Sunday school chart. But it's because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because of his sacrifice, because he gave his life, because the Bible says he became sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you, when I found out, uh, thank God, my pastor, when I was 20 years old, he told me, Scarlett, you have been made the righteousness of God. And it completely turned my whole life around. Because up until that point, I didn't think I was worthy to talk to God. I didn't think he would listen to me really if I wanted to talk to him. And I definitely didn't think he would talk to me. Why would he waste his, you know, divine time on such a horrible person? And when I found out when I, you know, when I was talking to my pastor, he said, when you're born again, you are made right with God. You are right. And you have a right to talk to your heavenly father and for him to talk to you. you know? And I, I, I just, it revolutionized my life. Amen. And I just want to, I really want to tell everybody about the righteousness of God that you can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You can't do enough good deeds. I mean, I'm all for good works. Praise God. Do good things. The Bible says Jesus went about doing good. Amen. But it doesn't come out of a a fake or inauthentic life. It comes from your heart because you know you're right with God. It's easy to do good when you know you're right with God. Amen. It's easy to pray when you know you're right with God. I had a friend that um, we used to pray together a lot. And and she, you know, would we would pray and she'd say, I just don't think we're finished praying. And I think, yeah, we are. We're finished. <laughs> you know, but she'd say, no, we got to pray more. You know, we just we're just not there. And, OK, we'll pray more. And then. We'd pray more and then she'd say, I just don't think it's done yet. And, and, you know, it was, it was kind of exhausting to me. And I love to pray. I'm an, you know, an intercessor, uh, type person. And, and yet, you know, it was just never enough, it seemed. And then she got this revelation of righteousness and grace in her life. And I'm telling you, it turned her prayer life around. It was so powerful after that. I noticed such a tremendous difference. That um, we would pray, and I mean, the power of God would come out of her, and she'd go, okay, it's done. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you just have uh, such a uh, an attitude or perception of God wanting to help you, wanting to help others, yeah. when you know what he's done through Jesus Christ. 
it's not a struggle to say, oh, God, please, 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 please. He's already, you know, he's already pleased with us. I know that's hard for us in our minds sometimes, but he is pleased. Amen? Because Jesus shed his blood. (laughs) And Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. Amen? And Jesus took our place. And all the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus so that we could be made righteous, so that we could be right with our Father. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we get to celebrate that this this time of year because uh, we celebrate the birth of our Lord and our Savior. And I just thank God for uh, knowing about his righteousness. It's so important to know because then you can understand that the power of God is working for you and not against you. Is working for people and not against people. Amen. I just there's something just wrong with um, wishing evil on people and wishing bad on people and wishing, you know, well they're going to reap what they sow. Well, maybe not. Maybe the mercy of God will step in right. <laughs> if we pray. Right. Let's always be those who err on the side of love and compassion because God is love. Amen. And um, I know we can get mad at people. I understand being, you know, mistreated. I understand that kind of evil things that God, that man can do toward you and even toward God. But um, all I see in the Word is His, uh, and you know, especially we see it in the New Testament, is His love outpoured and His power toward people. Amen. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. I quoted this, but I want you to see it and underline it if you haven't in your Bible. 2 Timothy 1, 7. Are you with me? Okay, good. For God has not given us spirit of fear, but power and of love and a sound mind. I love the sound mind part. You know, that's really important to have. Uh, you know, if a horse is sound, you know, I used to have a horse, a uh, quarter horse that I love dearly and would ride and uh, such a, a wonderful animal just very this this horse was very submissive and everything so we can call her a sound horse you know and um, it's one that's that's submissive that's uh, been we could say broken but not in a bad way you know in a way of surrender and that because of that this horse could be used you know, it was usable. And um, I believe that uh, this sound mind is so important. Even the uh, Amplified says that the sound mind is calm, well-balanced, disciplined, and, and self-controlled. So it's healthy, a healthy horse, a healthy person. Amen? And, you know, you can claim that. Even if you feel like mentally unstable or mentally, you know, off-kilter some way, um, you might even be diagnosed with something or um, you just feel like there might be chemical imbalances. You know, you could speak to your mind yeah. and say, I have a sound mind. God has given me a sound mind. Amen. Clear thinking. Praise the Lord. But we see the word power here. And I believe that we need to understand how powerful God has made us in him. You are no longer weak. Hallelujah. You've had the Lord Jesus Christ move in you. It's Christ in you now. And you are, uh, you know, someone used to say, we need to be God inside minded. 
God inside minded. God is in you. Do you think about wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace has moved in. Amen. And we're not alone. We have the power of God on the inside of us. Now, look at 2 Corinthians. We quoted this as well, but I want you to see it. I, I think it's just good to see things written. Amen. Not just quote them, but see them written. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and uh, we'll look at verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, then verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So we have been made. Something was done in you when you received the Lord Jesus. Yes. Something very, very powerful was done in you. And now you are walking around on the earth right with God. The righteousness of God has been made in you. And no longer does sin reign in your life. Amen? So we don't have to be sin conscious. We can be righteousness conscious. And really, it's just a switch, just like you'd switch on a light, just switch on that righteousness conscious thinking. And I'm telling you, it will really guide your life. It will cause boundaries in your life. Um I think a lot of sin problems are being sin conscious, you know, and then and then trying to struggle with that and and uh, battle that and not, you know, is this a sin or not a sin? Or we wonder if this is sin or not, you know, and you can come up with all kinds of things that you think are sin. It's just ridiculous. The list could go on and on and on. I mean, I said at the ladies meeting Saturday, we, you know, my brother and I went to a school that was so sin conscious and it was everything was a sin. We were in uh, junior high and I mean, you couldn't play cards, you couldn't go to a movie, you couldn't uh, listen to the radio, you couldn't, you know, it was couldn't, 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 couldn't. <laughs> everything was you can't. And, um, you know, and I thought, you know, if they would just turn that around and say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Amen. If you would concentrate on life and living life more abundantly with Jesus, I don't think people would be that interested in all the other stuff. You know, when I found out I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, my want to's changed. I didn't want to do the things that I had been doing in the past. To me, they were boring they were it was darkness it wasn't fun it wasn't appealing anymore none of that was appealing anymore it was like eating at mcdonald's or something no offense to mcdonald's um after you've eaten at ruth chris you know i mean why go back to that after you've had the best and and that's how life in christ is you just don't even want to be um uh, involved in the base things of the world anymore. You think, what? No, I'm seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen. And it just takes the awful want to's out of your life and uh, puts the great want to's in your life. Amen.
And then I think sometimes, you know, I've thought in the past, if we do what the Word says to do, like walk in the light as children of the light, walk in love, walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you're so busy walking that way, you don't have time to walk that way. You, know? you start walking in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness. You don't have time to walk in the, the uh, lust of the flesh. Amen? No, nor do you want to. Praise God. Hallelujah. So righteousness, conscious, is a beautiful thing. And I thank God that we've been taught to live that way. Amen. And, you know, righteousness uh, was first mentioned way back even with Abraham. And he's, of course, the father of our faith. And uh, the, his covenant laid out so beautifully with God. And then Galatians tells us that through Jesus Christ, we have that same type of, of, uh, of covenant offered to us through the blood of Jesus and that we can, uh, we've been grafted in through Abraham and, uh, what all he had. And I'm telling you, God was good to Abraham and Sarah, wasn't he? And we even have a better covenant <laughs> based on better promises. So it's good. It's really, really good. Um, but the, uh, the point here is in Romans, the Bible says Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So even before Jesus came um, into the earth, the son of righteousness, praise God. Um, just because there was faith in Abraham, it was counted unto him for righteousness. That tells me how important righteousness is. That God wanted to, to give it even before uh, Jesus came, just be, because there was faith released for it. Amen. And I just believe that um, we need to see the importance of, of the righteousness of God and the power that is available because of that. Um, And then just let me, uh, I'm going to ask David to come and add to this message for a minute. Come up here, babe, Um, because he's such an amazing righteousness teacher. But I just want to say this about uh, we're not ashamed of the gospel. And maybe you can expound, David, on what the gospel is. You know, what... um, and, and, you know, let's focus on preaching and teaching the gospel, right? Amen. It's the power of God. Well, this is so good. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm like the caboose, and you got this amazing engine here. Right? <laughs> Beautiful train, Pullman cars, dining car. <laughs> and then here I'm the caboose. It's all right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, I was, I was just, uh, uh, Let's look, we'll look at one verse of scripture and then I'll expound on what Pastor Scarlett has asked me to expound upon. But look at, uh, we, we have a hint of this in Mark 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how we have, you know, it's just deception, I guess. I just don't know how we've had so many uh, ministers and ministries lose this or or, yeah. or 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 mess it up it's 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 really if you believe the bible it's foolproof yeah you, you really sure. you have to try almost to mess it up yeah and um a friend of mine uh who uh, traveled for 20 years with teal osborne and it was actually his son-in-law jerry odell we were talking years ago maybe my goodness now 15 years ago or even further Back, uh, 
about, he said, we have come to an age where we have to now defend Jesus being the only way to heaven. You know, you just could not imagine that that would be a discussion in Christian circles. So sure, in universalist circles and that kind of thing, that's all, that was the problem. But, you know, that, that spirit of universalism of, uh, of, uh, you know, just preaching anything goes, uh, any way to God is still a way to God. Well, it might be a way to something, but it's not to, uh, Father God, creator of the universe. It's not to that God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The God of Abraham and so forth. So, uh, because Jesus said, unless, unless Jesus was, um, a liar or a fraud, Jesus said, there's only one way to God and that's through me. That's through my name. Yeah. Amen. That's it. And so the, the gospel has to do, and Paul said, uh, you know, in some of the scriptures that we were already read, Paul said, if anyone comes to you preaching another gospel mm-hmm. than this gospel, let that, now think of these words, let that man be accursed. Yeah. Wow, that's just some, some, some strong language, isn't there? Yeah. Let that man be accursed that if he's preaching any other gospel. Well, some of the false religions, and we should call them that because they are, if they're, if it's not Christianity, it's a false religion. Yeah. Some of the false religions will say, thinking they're being benevolent or something or civil, they'll say, well, we, we believe Jesus was a prophet. We believe he was a good man. But does a good man lie? Does a good man make up fairy tales? And does a good man mislead people? So if Jesus was a good man and he was saying, I'm the only way to heaven and I, you have to come through me, and yet others are going, well, you're a good guy, you're just a little off. Well, then he's either deceived or he's a deceiver. There's no middle ground there. No. And so if he's a deceiver, then that makes him not a good man. Mm-hmm. So nobody should be following him. Either everybody should follow him or nobody should follow him. Man. There's no right. middle ground here. Mm-hmm. So in boldness, that's where we've come yeah. to this day and time. And how many sense it in 2021 that you have to hold the truth. Yeah. It's not that we're against, we're not against other faiths. We're not against Muslims and Hindus and so forth, Buddhists. We're not against them. We don't hate them. We don't wish them ill or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But we're just saying when it comes to the gospel, there's only one way to God and one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and it's clearly stated here in Mark 16, verse 15, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Yeah. So he didn't say go explain you know, some weird level of eschatology to every creature or get into your heavy revies or about, uh, you know, something. But he said, preach the gospel. That, that's, that, that gospel package is a, is, is a, is a packet of information that every man must hear. Romans 10 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith for what? Faith for salvation. And so, uh, you'll see here what he keeps saying, that he preached the gospel. What, what's the gospel? Well, it's the good news. It's simple. Yes. Jesus came. He lived. He died. 
He paid the price for our sins. He offered grace through that. He took our place. He took the punishment we should have received upon himself. Amen? And we have to receive that to receive salvation. If we will believe that, call on his name, believe that when we um, die, we'll go to heaven because of our sins being forgiven and washed away and made new creatures in Christ Jesus. Romans is full of it. Yeah. What uh, that means. Yes. Then we have... Uh, we have believed on the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you, that's not just a, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. I like that song too. But it's more than just I made a decision and I'm sticking with it. When you call on the name of the Lord for salvation, the Holy Spirit comes in you and changes you yeah. from the inside out. We believe in this church a power gospel. Yes. Like you were just saying, Amen. it's it's got the power to change us, mm-hmm. the power to make us into these new creatures, the power to to change us from these vile, almost animalistic people that we are into something that uh, it looks very similar to God himself, yes. to something that's like Jesus. We used to sing that old song to be like Jesus. That's all I ask. Well, stop asking and start believing that you are like him. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Yes. Like I said, all old songs aren't good. Some are not so great. Uh, <laughs> and uh, even if we liked them at one time, I, there's a lot of them that I like. Uh, Scarlett will laugh at me. I'll be singing a, some old song in the car, and I'll just stop singing the words and sing la, 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 because the words are so horrible <laughs> and so unscriptural. That no one should be singing them, even though I like the tune. Right. I might have liked the songwriter, but I don't like those words if they're not in agreement with the Bible. Amen. Yeah. So that's right. I'm not going to curse myself. I told you I had one one old guy that uh, I was had a little business deal with in Tulsa, and he was not a believer. And every time you'd see him, he'd say, "Well, I'll be damned." Or you say something something about. Well, something, 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 some news. He'd say, well, I'll be damned. And I said, you're going to be if you keep saying that. You know, Christians don't usually say I'll be damned. But you know what? They say things that are tantamount to that. Well, I can't do anything right. I'm just a loser. I'm just, you know, if, boy, if, if, if any flu comes around, I'm sure get it. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that, yeah. right? And uh, I'm about to lose my house. I'm going to lose my car. I, I'm going to lose my mind. Lose, 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 lose. you got to get lose out of your out yes. of your vocabulary Amen. and start talking about, I'm an overcomer. That's right. I'm more than a conqueror Amen. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's what the gospel right. will help do for us. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it turns us, it, we don't want to just, I mean, in some ways we want to be regular people. We don't want anybody to think that we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But on the other hand, we're not supposed to be joining the world. No. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be Peculiar people. That's right. Praise Amen. God. Amen. That's right. Don't give an evangelist a microphone. It's a dangerous, <laughs> it's a dangerous combination. But I want you to see that it's, uh, we're supposed to preach this gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Yes. He that believeth not, a loving and kind God would never send anyone to hell. Is that what it says? Mm-mm. Nope. Is that what it says? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. He that believeth not shall be damned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's tough. That's some tough stuff there, but it's the truth. And that's and then the signs that will follow and so forth. But it says here, um, 
uh, in verse 20 is a great verse because it says, after he was ascended in 19, they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Amen. Is that what you wanted me to add? Yeah. (laughs) Amen. It's a lot of sauce. (laughs) It's true. It's good. Jesus said those things too. Um, one one other thing that I just have to get in a slap on this one is that <laughs> Romans, you know, again, Paul said that if anybody comes preaching any other gospel, you know, that that they, that, that, that person is to be accursed. And uh, but you know, there's this there's this teaching that that certain groups are exempt from the gospel. You know, that if you have uh, for example, if you have Abraham's covenant, you're exempt from, you don't, you don't even have to be saved. They, you, you know, you've got a different covenant and a different gospel for, for, uh, certain groups. But if you look here, Paul said, uh, I am in, in Romans 1 14, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. Um, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed, again this opening verse tonight, of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So Paul apparently preached the good news to the Jews. He didn't say, I won't preach to them. I I won't use the name of Jesus. I don't want to offend them. I want to pull back. I've got people in the ministry that are my very good friends that I love and respect and and have the highest regard for who are preaching opposite that, who are saying, if you go to Israel, don't mention Jesus. Don't witness. Don't you have to sign a little card that you won't witness or try to witness and Scarlett said her mother was on one of those tours one time and and she broke the rule every time. She was she would be in the she'd be in the Sea of Galilee gift shop and they, you know, buying olive wood, whatever they make out of olive they make everything out of olive olive wood pot holders or whatever, you know. But anyway, uh buying, you know, the stuff you buy in Israel and she'd end up witnessing to the to the, the little Jewish yep. lady selling the stuff, you know, and and I, I don't know if she ever got reported to the leadership or not, but, <laughs> you know, a real Christian will witness. You just can't help it. That's you just, right. You want everybody to know about Jesus. Yes. You want everybody to know the goodness of Amen. God. Amen. And it's That's really right. kind of mean and, 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 and insensitive to, you know, you certainly, your approach can be very respectful and very loving, and it should be anyway, no matter yeah. who you're witnessing to, right? You don't want right. to just take the Bible and roll it up and try to cram it down their throat. No. And we've seen that kind of thing. You know, the people on the street with the signs that say, repent, you're all going to hell. Well, I just think that that's not very effective. Uh, one time I was up here on, you know, we used to, when we were at the other building, we'd go home up 19 and then turn right on 54. And the Elfers First Baptist Church is sitting there. And I guess... Maybe they decided to use the Amplified Bible one Sunday. So they had a whole bunch of protesters from the King James Bible Baptist Church. Uh-uh. And they were out there 
protesting and saying that the Elfers First Baptists were all going to hell, and they're trying to send them to hell. So that approach just is not really very successful, I don't think. I think Elfers First Baptist is doing well. I don't know about the King James Baptist. But um, it says, uh, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It's revealed in that good news and that gospel. Amen. And he says, he, he has quite a, a word here, uh, um, Paul, to the gospel rejectors. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, I think that message is being, people are afraid to preach it. Yeah. But there it is. Yeah, there it is. And I don't want to say who he's talking to, but it's, you know, yeah. some folks, right? Right. Uh, so, so some people say, well, that's anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Semitic. No. It would be anti-Semitic to say, well, they don't qualify for salvation. That would be anti-Semitic. Yeah. But to say that the gospel's not for them or that they, they can get in through another door is crazy. Yeah. And Paul said, if anyone comes preaching another gospel, let that person be a curse. So that's, I don't know what you do with that. Just. Believe it and go on. We don't have to be the judge. Mm-mm. But it's pretty strong stuff there. Yes, you know? it is. Praise Sorry, God. I, I just wanted No, to... it's all good. <laughs> well, we need to be taught. Amen. I had that rock and I want to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. The power of God. Okay, are you going to do something else now or what? You want to play and we'll sing? Something? What would we sing? Something about the power of God. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the blood. Let's do that. All right. Amen. If you want to stand up, you've been sitting for a while, we'll sing and then we'll go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mother, come to the piano. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your salvation. Thank you for the power Would of Would y'all like to sing power in the blood? Yes. That's Thank the gospel, Jesus. the blood, amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would your evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Thank you, Lord. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the land. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the present. Just blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus our King? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. I don't know the words. (laughs) There's wonderful power in the blood. Well, there is power. Power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. There is power, there is power, power, wonder-working power.
Bible says, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Amen. <laughs> it's good to shout, I think. Hallelujah. Well, we want to uh, remind you, uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and then this Sunday evening at 6.30, invite somebody to church. Bring them with you, your neighbors, your friends, your enemies. Sometimes <laughs> it's really good to bring your enemies. Amen. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you Sunday morning. God bless you. You're dismissed.